Welcome to Marketecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Jeremy Kagan, and I'm here with Corey of the June Group. He's the CEO, and he's going to tell us more about all of their special sauce and how they get everything done on their side of the fence. Corey, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. I know we had a couple of false starts in this. We're finally here to get things done. Great to be here. Thanks for the time, Jeremy. And now let's talk a little bit about your product. So let's get into a little bit about what the June Group does and what are your, you know, your product does, and we'll kind of differentiate it from there. Sure. So I think the way to start with this is to talk about three letters. These three letters are S, D, and K. Put them all together, it becomes an SDK. And what SDK stands for is Software Development Kit. In a non-technical view, what an SDK is, is a piece of software that lives within apps. So we call up an app and we say, hey, can you please integrate our software into your app? They bundle it with their app and they upload it to the Apple App Store and the Google App Store. And that allows us to serve advertising to people. And you notice that the kind of amazing thing about it is this SDK puts us literally in the pockets of you know tens of millions of people. And when they fire up the app, they can then consume ads that our sales team sells directly. You know, there's really no middle people involved in that transaction at all. It's SDK and June Group directly to apps, which goes to the consumers. So it's fair to say then you are the code that plugs in the ad capability for a lot of apps out there. Do they get to also sell their own ads or is it all exclusively through you? I don't believe in forcing applications to do exclusive partnerships. My, my view is that apps should be able to monetize every impression that they have available. And it's highly unlikely that Junger can fill 100% of those impressions all the time. So from an ethics standpoint, I encourage our apps to diversify the supply partners that they work with and work with as many partners as they need in order to fill all of the impressions available. This is especially the case for international inventory, which is not our focus. So there are a lot of other pieces of software that live within these apps. You know, consumers aren't even aware of all the amazing technology that's behind the scenes in these apps. So we partner with apps and we get our fill, the amount of ad inventory we need to serve our clients. And then my hope is that they're able to pass off the rest to other people. So you're basically providing that ad infrastructure for the mobile ecosystems of these apps. And I know there's a, a handful of other folks doing that. So how many people would you say you compete against and who would you say are your main competitors in this space? So the set of competitors is smaller than you might think. You know, when you think about the ad tech environment, you think of hundreds of companies all doing a bunch of stuff that sounds exactly the same. That's, I guess, you know, even as someone who's been in ad tech for a long time, I kind of look at ad tech that way. It's like, how does anyone differentiate themselves? But the SDK cuts down the number of people that you compete with to maybe a dozen meaningful companies. And those dozen obviously include Google and Facebook and Amazon and, you know, et cetera. But you don't really compete with Google and, and Meta on a daily basis. You tend to compete with companies that are of your size. And the most common companies in that space uh, that people think about are Ogre and Tapjoy are probably the two most commonly cited competitors to June. Ogre and Tapjoy. Correct. Okay, well, that explains a lot. And I know you guys do a lot of work in the what I used to call the incentivized mobile space, but value-added mobile. So uh, could you explain a little bit about how that differs from maybe what we might see in a normal ad-serving network? 
Yeah, we call it rewarded advertising or value exchange advertising, but the same concept, which is, again, it all goes back to this, this idea of empowering consumers and letting them choose to watch ads. And why would they ever do that? Well, one of those ways lives in mobile casual games. So if you think about a mobile game, the way that they tend to monetize themselves are through in-app purchases, you know, people swiping their credit card and buying stuff or watching ads. When we serve ads into mobile applications, our preferred format is called rewarded ads. Imagine you're in a game and you run out of lives. You're presented an option in that game. Hey, pay 99 cents, get unlimited lives for the next 24 hours, or watch a video from a sponsor and you can get an extra life right now. And what we find is that people love this form of advertising and they actively choose it, obviously, because they like it, but also because it's a, an alternative to paying for applications. Is this maybe your key differentiation point? Who else uh, of the folks you mentioned is doing these value exchange ads and do they do them in the same way? I'd say all of the folks I listed, including Facebook and Google and others, believe strongly in this concept around rewarded ads and they are in it. The way that June tends to differentiate ourselves is through the targeting methodology that we have and the pricing and custom creatives that we offer on every one of our campaigns. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv. 